This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Time to connect with the head of Department of Systematic Theology and Ecclesiology and the director of the Bayes Nordia Center for Public Theology. And I wonder if he's had a run yet today. It's Professor Dion Foster. Morning, Dion. Morning, Brad. Morning, Brad. No run this morning, although okay. I did run last night. Uh-huh. So, so that counts for something. It, it, <laughs> it does. And with a day like today, everyone is going to be out and about. Suddenly, everybody's interested in exercise today. They're going to be out on the stunning day. Absolutely, and rightly so. Mm. You know, as, as they say, make hay while the sun shines. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be someone that's going to overdo it and wake up stiff tomorrow and say, I don't like exercise anymore. It hurts too much. Absolutely, absolutely. Look, every I, I heard someone saying uh, the other day, you know, when you get to sort of my age and mm-hmm. above, you know, everything that works hurts, <laughs> and everything that doesn't hurt doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love it. Uh, Dion, we're going to head into a tricky conversation this morning, one that people avoid, yet Jesus spoke so much about money, and then we've got this confusion going on inside of our heads. You know, is it God's money? Is it my money? I'm the one that worked so hard for it. Uh, whose money is it? Is debt good? Is it bad? How does God feel about it? Oh, let's not, let's put our heads in the sand, rather. <laughs> Brad, you're absolutely right. I mean, this is one of the last parts of the human person to be redeemed <laughs> is is the wallet or the pocketbook, and and absolutely, it is a it is a tricky tricky subject. Um, I, I've mentioned to you before. Uh, sometimes I'm naughty when I preach in churches. Yeah. You know, when it comes to to that place in the service where we give our, our tithes and offerings, I mm. say to the congregation, why don't you turn to, to the person behind you or, or in front of you? Because if I say turn to the person next to you, it might be a wife or a husband. Yes. But turn to the person behind you or in front of you and tell them how much you earn. And uh. you know, there's like this sudden silence. And then I say, okay, okay, don't, don't get too upset. Now tell them how much of what you earn do you give to the work of the Lord. And you can see people. Oh my goodness, Dion, I won't come to your church. <laughs> but, you know, obviously, I mean, there's, there's a lot of nervous laughter. And then I yes. say to people, you know, the, the point is simply anything that has the power to silence us, anything that, that can cause us to be that anxious, that can, that can interrupt our relationship, even with sisters and brothers in the church, mm. anything that powerful must be brought to the foot of the cross. Now, Brad, I want to say four things about money today. Um, the yes. first thing is, that there's a misconception that somehow God cares more about my heart than what I do with my money. And as you touched on uh, at the beginning, that's, that's simply not true. God cares not just about the heart. God cares about the whole person and the social system in which they live. And, of course, we read in James 2 that, um, you know, uh, it says very clearly that, you know, some may, may tell us what they believe in their words, but, but God is wanting to see what we believe by, by how we live. And it's interesting, as you mentioned, there are more than 2,000 verses in the Bible wow. that have to do with mind, economics and, and matters of, of, of justice around that. And we see that throughout the Bible, there's one consistent message. And that message is that we need to love God more than we love our money. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's a struggle for many of us. I think if we had to be honest, most of us, probably worry more about our money than we do about pleasing God. Most of us mm-hmm. worry more about whether we're going to be able to pay the bills than whether we're going to be able to find that time to read the scriptures, to pray, and to honor God with our lives. So, so that's the first thing I want to say is, friends, let's get that order right. God first, money second. The second thing that, that I think is, is often a misconception is that debt is unavoidable 
And um, for a Christian to get into debt is no problem. Now, mm. the Bible doesn't say too much about explicitly prohibiting lending or borrowing, but it does point out that a debt is a form of bondage. Yes. Now, Brad, think about this for a moment. And, and here I'm preaching to myself, to all of us, so this is not something that, that I'm trying to send others on a guilt trip with, but... But look at that credit card that you have, that Mm. store card, and ask yourself, do you have it or does it have you? Because there does come a tipping point where where you're working to to pay your master, where you're working to to get just enough money to to manage your debt, just to pay the interest. And I want to say to Christians, we we need to be much more responsible um, with our lives. We, We need to do everything that we can to live within our means, we don't need the latest clothes every month, the nicest cell phone. We, we don't need, you know, all of those things that the world tells us will make us mm. desirable and, and, you know, wanted and important. What we need to do is to say, let's, let's use what God has given us and let's use it for good. Let's yeah. use it for, for the kingdom of God and don't become a slave to debt. Don't get into bondage. Okay, number three, we're, mm. we're getting there is uh, God will prosper me financially if I work hard and have enough faith. Now, this is a tricky one because absolutely, I mean, you know, the, the Lord does desire that, that we should work hard, and, and God's desire is indeed to bless us. Yes. But the mistake I think we sometimes make is to think that prosperity is blessing. Now, I can give you the clearest proof that it's not because I know lots and lots and lots of very wealthy people who are desperately unhappy. Mm. Prosperity is not blessing. What blessing is, is good stewardship. So what we learn in the scriptures throughout the Bible, 1 Samuel 2 verse 7, Matthew 26 verse 11, Proverbs 22 verse 2, is that God gives some people a lot and other people less. But what God asks of us is be a good steward of what Mm. I give you. Find ways to use that to bless me and to bless others. So God desires to bless you. But please don't make the mistake of thinking that prosperity is blessing. Here's the final one yeah. that I want to touch on when it comes to money. That God has promised to take care of me so I don't have to worry about money. And uh, in some senses, that's, that's absolutely true. Yes, God promises to take care of his children. Please, if you've got a pen or a pencil, write down Philippians 4 verse 19 or Matthew 6, 25 to 27. It's clear. God will take care of you. Mm. But... God also expects us to to be responsible, to take action for our life. So so just to say, please, uh, uh, friends, the the one thing I want to encourage you with today is we need to get into a right relationship with God and then place our money in the right relationship to the relationship we have with God. So for many of us, I think we we are under the yoke, under the heel Mm. of, of financial systems, and we need to get free from that. So... If, if you're stuck today, if you're feeling in bondage, if you don't have enough, if you're living with scarcity, if you are caught in a debt trap, I want to encourage you, begin by, by praying. Begin by saying, Lord, I want to be free of this for your sake and for the sake of my own life and blessing. But also ask yourself, what is there that I can do in the short term, the immediate term, to manage my debt, to get myself free from the bondage of, of, of debt and, and money, and to to find ways to be a good steward with what God has given me. What a difficult conversation to have. I I really think it's such a tricky one, and uh, you've taken it on so amazingly this morning, Dion. But what what I think makes this so difficult is 
there's this 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 desperation of um, not understanding fully what you've shared this morning, and I, I really hope people will go and listen to the podcast again. But also this feeling of, but but what happens if there's not enough? If I if I hold on to it, and if I just keep it, then I know I'm going to have. Because what if I give and I even do what I know I need to do out of an act of obedience? What happens in then there's not enough? How much should I give? But I can't afford also to 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 tithe because I've got a family or there's not an and, and it just becomes this big thing. So we again just go and sit in the corner and don't do anything. It's such a sensitive and difficult matter. You know, it, this is something that we ought to actually take ourselves on a journey for uh, and, and figure Absolutely. and figure this out because it's so sensitive, isn't it? And of course, Brad, you know, I love that metaphor that you've just used, the metaphor of journey. Every journey begins with steps. We don't begin at the destination. Mm. And, and you know, all of us can begin today by saying, okay, uh, I'll tell you a, a little story. Megan and I, when we were, were younger, mm. we, I mean, we were very desperately poor. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I was studying and, and we were married and she was working as a, a waitress at the spur in, in Grahamstown, wow. you know, not earning very much. And, you know, in order to avoid the temptation of, of expensive debt, we took our store cards, our, our you know, Edgar's card uh-huh. and our credit cards, and we put them in a tub of water and stuck them in the freezer. So we knew they were there. <laughs> if there was an emergency, if, if, if someone broke an arm or needed, you know, medical yeah. attention, we could unfreeze it and get what we need. But we couldn't just walk into the store and buy, you know, this thing or that thing. So... It, it forced us, that little step, that first step forced us to say, we are taking control. It's not controlling us. Yeah, I was listening to a sermon series years ago, and one of the things that they said at that time stuck with me. What is your umbilical cord connected to? This, Which is the source? Is your umbilical cord connected to God or to your wallet? And that kind of image wow. always stuck with me. I suddenly had a picture of Megan going into the mall with a cooler box. <laughs> why does she always take a cooler box with her when she goes shopping Uh, yeah that's a good one thanks for sharing Dion appreciate your time your wisdom and uh, your expertise and direction there's a lot of meat in just that uh, little bit of conversation so go and check out that uh, uh, podcast again on kpulpit.co.za click podcast click morning shows click get up and go breakfast scroll till you see Dion Foster and uh, share that one Dion thanks for your time this morning appreciate it so much welcome back love you my friend God bless This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.